1: So, uh, big night on television, depending on what you might have been focused on in your house, uh, about evenly split between people who were watching the NBA All-Star Game and the Meghan Markle interview when I polled people on social media last night. I watched both. Uh, we have talked a lot about the uh, impact of the three-point shot, and I think it's hard not to. When you see Damian Lillard draining a shot from half court to basically end the game uh, with uh, LeBron's team winning by 2170 to 150. By the way, the over hits, it feels like every year in the NBA All Star game, it's hard to take the under. Uh, and then also uh, LeBron's team covered with ease. But uh, you just heard us talking with. If you're just waking up, you missed it. You need to go down the, down the podcast and make sure you don't miss a single bit of it. But if you're just starting off with us, we had uh, the uh, senator from Tennessee, one of them, Marsha Blackburn, on talking about the letter that she has sent to Adam Silver and the NBA discussing their relationship with China. And I'm going to unpack that a little bit. But I want to start here because I said at the end of the, uh, of the last segment that I was going to talk about this, But to me, and I don't know, maybe I'm unique in this. Maybe a lot of you out there don't have the same thought. The NBA has so taken me out of thinking about the game itself after their hyper-political turns of late that when I see a story about China now covering the NBA All-Star Game and distributing it for uh, its people – I can't help but think about the overwhelming hypocrisy of the NBA as it pertains to saying nothing about genocide and slave labor that's going on in China where they're pocketing billions of dollars. And also, it's not just the NBA. I'm not trying to just exclusively focus on the NBA. But some people say, well, you've got an iPhone, right? And you don't – yeah, but Apple – all day long doesn't lecture me on politics like the NBA does. I also wish that Apple made their entire phone here. And I wish that every major multinational corporation would make their products outside of China. Because I think we're focusing on a new Cold War with China. And I think that country is hell-bent on destroying America and our way of life. I really do. And I think a lot of people have not caught up with that yet, but I believe that's what's going on in the world right now. The biggest story that few are discussing is the battle between the United States and China for 21st century global supremacy. And if you wonder why that matters, it's because the United States despite the fact that many people want to rip our country to the high heavens, including some of our wealthiest athletes, the United States is the freest country that has ever existed in the history of the world. And no country has done more to keep the world free than the United States. China wants to create a new model that they dominate in the 21st century which is communist-influenced, authoritarian, totalitarian governments that restrict their people's ability to find the truth. And they use our institutions, our basketball league, our social media. Facebook and Twitter don't exist in China. You can't get on Facebook or Twitter in China because... China doesn't want that dissension in their country. They are, I believe, using American pop culture, in particular basketball, to divide us in this country and weaken us while raising China's global profile. And they're exploiting our star athletes like LeBron James By effectively letting him know, hey, if you speak out of turn against China, remember um, LeBron James ripped the First Amendment after Daryl Morey said that he supported democracy in Hong Kong. One of the dumbest things LeBron's ever said, questioning the value of the First Amendment in America, doing the bidding of his Chinese master's. LeBron always says, oh, I'll never shut up and dribble, but he always shuts up and dribbles for China so he can get Space Jam 2 on in theaters in China. People want to talk about LeBron James being brave and outspoken, all those things. Not true. LeBron won't even condemn genocide in China. He won't condemn concentration camps in China so that he can get his movie, Space Jam 2, playing in Chinese theaters. LeBron is choosing money over principle. It's fine. Not the choice that I would make, but it's the choice that LeBron is making, and our sports media and our media in general in America is so dishonest to you that they are selling you on the idea that LeBron James is somehow the Muhammad Ali of our generation. Ali spoke truth to power and risked imprisonment for refusing to fight to, to to fight against the Viet Cong, LeBron James is getting rewarded whenever he tears down American institutions. You're not a rebel if you're on the side of big business. Let me just make that clear to everybody. If Nike agrees with you, you ain't a rebel. And that's what's so ridiculous about the American woke-inspired universe. Is all these athletes and coaches and commissioners out there lecturing us are doing so from the side of major corporations. The revolution is not going to be read, run by Nike and Walmart. Just trust me. They're doing whatever they can to make more money, and they're selling the illusion of wokeness in order to make more money. That's a big story. It's also a big story here. All star game was yesterday. Damian Lillard, Steph Curry, we talked a lot about how great of outside shooters they are and how they've changed the game. But I just want you to think about this for a minute. The All-Star Game aired in China, and the NBA is making billions of dollars off of China now. The NBA wouldn't play their All-Star Game in North Carolina because they had a transgender bathroom bill. That bill, by the way, was not really that radical. It was totally political based because there wasn't some sort of conflict that we needed a bill over, but the bill basically said you should use the bathroom of your gender, which is not that revolutionary of an idea. Now, the reason we didn't really need the bill is because there's nobody actually doing checks to make sure that everybody who goes to the men's bathroom is men and everybody who goes to the women's bathroom is a woman. But the NBA pulled its All-Star game out of North Carolina over that bill. Which ironically, and I've talked about this before on the program, ironically that bill became a conflict because Charlotte was trying to prove that anybody could use any bathroom in Charlotte even though it was never an issue which led to the North Carolina legislature responding with this bill. So Charlotte was punished for being too woke, which is certainly an irony there. But the NBA has no problem making billions of dollars from China, and Chinese court just came out and said being gay is a mental illness. I don't know how Adam Silver sleeps at night when he's moving all-star games over transgender bathroom bills in North Carolina, And he won't even say a word about China saying that being gay is a mental illness. Or he won't say a word about legitimate concentration camps for the Uyghur minorities in China who are Muslim. And he won't say a word about slave labor being used to make NBA products in China. And oh, by the way, neither will LeBron or any of these so-called brave American athletes. And neither will the coaches like Greg Popovich and Steve Kerr, which have opinions on everything under the sun, except whether or not genocide is uh, ideal. Same thing, by the way, for owners like Mark Cuban, who are so outspoken. The NBA, I really believe this, is the most hypocritical league that has ever existed in any of our lives, because they sell this fabulism of corporate corporate woke speech, basketball court slogans, uh, names on the jersey that are uh, that are social justice warrior slogans, but they won't say a word about China. And by the way, this is bigger than the NBA, but I think the NBA is a perfect metaphor for the larger issues that exist in our country as it pertains to China. And in particular, I believe what sports needs to do is start leading the charge in favor of basic human rights, which I don't think are political at all. Like, I don't enjoy when somebody says, oh, I will or I won't go to the White House based on who the president is whenever they win a championship. I'll go to the White House no matter what. I went to go interview Donald Trump for OutKick, and if Joe Biden interviewed us, invited us to come to the White House tomorrow for an interview, we'd be there. I think I'm going up to D.C. this weekend for an event on Friday that I'll be talking about whenever it's officially confirmed, but I'm going because I think that it's important to go no matter who the President of the United States is. And to me, condemning genocide in china is not democratic or republican or independent genocide is wrong and the nba is taking money from modern day nazis shutting up and dribbling and saying nothing at all and yet lecturing all of us about how they're going to be on the right side of history And they aren't willing to take a stand on the most important aspect of history in most of their lives, which is, are you on the side of basic human rights, aka the United States, or are you on the side of Chinese communist governments? And right now, the NBA won't even pick a side there. I think it's incredibly cowardly. And I also think sports can be the lead here. In particular, we need to pull out of letting Beijing host the 2022 Winter Olympics. You just heard me ask uh, Senator Marsha Blackburn of Tennessee about that. I'll explain why I believe that is the case for us as well. In the next segment, I appreciate all of you hanging out with us. I am Clay Travis. This is Outkick. This is Outkick, the coverage with Clay Travis.
0: are compounded products and have not been approved by the FDA. The FDA does not verify the safety or effectiveness of compounded drugs. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first
1: game in Kentucky, they're saying cows are busted. Can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Hope you're having a fantastic Monday so far. Going to talk a little bit about the larger context of the NBA All-Star Game and uh, what we learned from yesterday's event. Kind of a quiet weekend in sports as everybody's getting ready for the conference tournaments. And we're coming up, by the way, of course, on the the one-year anniversary of everything shutting down which is pretty wild to think about. Um, I can't believe finally that it's been a year. You'll remember on March the 11th, the NBA basically shut down when Rudy Gobert tested positive for COVID. And that anniversary will be on Thursday. I'm sure you're going to be hearing an absolute ton uh, about that as this week plays out. And it'll be a major point of discussion. Rest assured, I'm glad to have uh, sports back. I think for years to come, We'll probably be talking about the months that we spent on uh, OutKick and certainly as sports fans without any games at all to discuss in uh, in March and April and May and on into June until everybody got ro- uh, rolling again. But it's pretty crazy. Uh, and last night, we had the NBA All-Star Game, but we also had, uh, interestingly enough, the, uh, the Meghan Markle and Prince Harry interview with Oprah And I did think this was interesting, kind of putting it into context, uh, how exactly that was set up. There was a lot more advertising interest, according to front office sports. What would it cost to get a 30-second ad if you had to decide the NBA All-Star game was $185,000 for a 30-second ad? Which, by the way, doesn't really feel that expensive to me considering there's not very much else on. I know NASCAR was going on. I know the golf with uh, DeChambeau driving like 500, trying to drive 500 yards or whatever the heck it was. Uh, but the NBA All-Star Game, you could get an ad for $185,000. Oprah's interview with Meghan Markle and Harry an advertisement cost $325,000. That kind of surprised me when I saw that come out from front office sports, uh, because, again, the NBA likes to trumpet how young their audience is, and this interview with Prince uh, Prince Harry and Meghan Markle was uh, two hours, so it's not like it was a short period of time, and yet it was way more expensive to advertise and a part of an interview that's scripted with Oprah than it was for the game itself so that surprised me did it surprise you dub when i just said that that the the uh, nba all-star game was that much more affordable than uh megan and harry
2: yeah i I thought it'd be more evenly uh matched there but you're right One hundred eighty-five thousand dollars, because we hear about the prices for like super bowl
1: super bowl ad is like five and a half million dollars
2: yeah and obviously the super bowl is going to be a lot more than any all-star game but 185. I mean, that seems seem like a It doesn't seem that bargain.
1: expensive in the grand scheme of things, yeah, does I, it? I agree. Like, there are a lot of people that will go out and buy $100,000 plus vehicles. Now, a lot of times they don't put down very much money on them or they lease them or whatever else. Girls, be aware. The dude that you think you're dating, who's super rich because he's got a nice car, might be putting almost his entire paycheck into a lease payment. But this is just a little bit of a tip from me blowing up dudes games out there left and right uh but 185 thousand dollars doesn't seem that expensive to me for the nba all-star game now the i'm curious to see how many people watch the nba all-star game compared to prince harry against Meghan markle uh but the larger issue here is in terms of the nba's hypocrisy it's not just the nba right And if you heard me in the second hour talking with Senator Marsha Blackburn, I think it's time for the parties to come together in the United States and say, we're not going to Beijing in 2022 for the Winter Olympics. Because China unleashed COVID around the world. They lied to the WHO and to the world community as a whole about what was going on with COVID. If China had done a decent job of containing this virus, then it never would have spread around the world. They could have done it like they did SARS, like they did Ebola. If they had been honest and forthright the moment that this virus emerged, it would have never spread around the world in any kind of substantial way. And so why in the world... Would we reward a country that, in addition to the COVID lies, is also committing genocide? There's a difference between the Chinese government and the Chinese people. But the Chinese government is as close to being evil as any global force has been in the United States in terms of a rivalry since... We were in the Cold War against the Soviet Union. And we're going to somehow reward the Chinese and show up in Beijing next year and compete in the Winter Olympics? I don't think so. I think what should happen is Democratic and Republican senators should say, we are throwing our own version of the Winter Olympics here in the United States. We're combining with Canada, which voted... To, uh, to not send athletes to the Winter Olympics. By the way, who wins almost all of the Winter Olympic medals? Canada and the United States. We should pressure the International Olympic Committee, the IOC, to pull the Winter Olympics out of Beijing. It's literally the least we could do for COVID and the lies and what is going on right now in Hong Kong. And we should not allow the Chinese government to use sports to be propaganda to uplift their worldview. This is what the Nazis tried to do in 1936. And so we should not allow, the NBA shouldn't, the United States government shouldn't allow their sports leagues to be used as propaganda to uplift the Chinese government, which is, I think, what is happening right now. And I'm disappointed in Adam Silver, who obviously is an intelligent leader. I'm disappointed in Greg Popovich and LeBron James and Steve Kerr and all of these, quote unquote, heroic, outspoken NBA athletes for their lack of willingness to speak out against genocide. Genocide. And LeBron James wants to fashion himself a modern-day Muhammad Ali. Let me tell you what Muhammad Ali wouldn't have done. He wouldn't have shut his mouth so Space Jam 2 could open in China, which is what LeBron James is doing. He's not saying a single negative word about China because his Nike puppet masters and his corporate partners who have put together Space Jam 2 don't want to to lose the ability to sell to the Chinese customers. Unlike in America, where you can make yourself fabulously wealthy by ripping this country, see Colin Kaepernick, if you rip China, they shut you out of their country. If LeBron James came out and said, China needs to end their genocide, I support human rights for all the Chinese people, they wouldn't put on Space Jam 2, and they would pull the NBA off of Chinese television. That's the right thing for LeBron James to say. It's the right thing for Steve Kerr to say. It's the right thing for Adam Silver to say. It's the right thing for Greg Popovich to say. But they're all cowards. They care more about their pocketbook than they do about basic human rights. And the reason why they rip American institutions is because it doesn't impact their pocketbook at all. In fact, it may make them more money. No other country in the history of the world has ever made more athletes rich for saying America sucks than the United States. And so this pathetic, fake leadership that LeBron James and the NBA have been selling, they've been selling us a bill of goods for a long time. And if you decide that you're going to be outspoken politically and you're going to be woke, I think you are. You owe it to yourself to be consistent. And speak truth to China instead of shutting up and dribbling for Chairman Z, which is what they are doing in the NBA right now. LeBron James is shutting up and dribbling for China so that Space Jam 2 can be played in their country. It's shameful. And the wild thing is, I'm the only person in all of sports media just about who will even say this because all of these other dudes are so afraid of losing their access to NBA players, coaches, and league officials that even though they all know that what I'm saying is 100% the truth, they all shut up and don't say a word. I happen to think... It's absolutely pathetic, but it's not just the NBA. We need to pull, and I think other people in sports media need to be saying the same thing that I am. We need to be pulling our Olympics out of Beijing. There is no way to justify American athletes going to Beijing next year for the Winter Olympics. We can't reward China for all the lies they told everyone around the world about covid for allowing COVID out of their country and spreading around the world. And as if that were not enough for ending democracy in Hong Kong and committing genocide against the Muslim Uyghur population. We believe in the United States in freedom of religion, whatever religion you are, you should have the freedom to worship your God as you see fit. We believe in freedom of speech. We believe in freedom of internet usage None of those things are true in China. So why would we lend the credibility of the United States government and why would we lend the credibility of the NBA, which is the foremost basketball league in the world, to Chinese propaganda efforts? Because make no mistake, that's what's going on. And again, China is using Facebook and Twitter to rip us apart and divide us while not even allowing Facebook and Twitter to exist in their country because they know how susceptible to propaganda got propagandization those social media platforms are it 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 really is a monster story people are like well talk about the all-star game all right I mean like there's a lot of really good basketball players in America And we talked about it a lot in the first hour. Steph Curry and Damian Lillard are two of the best shooters in the history of the world. Maybe the two best. And they've changed the game forever, raising the primacy of the three-point contest above the dunk contest. But the big story here is that many Americans are still missing, is China is using sports to divide this country and propagandize for itself. The NBA is doing the work of China. It's why it's hard for me to be a fan of the league. Because the players and the coaches and the league officials are such massive hypocrites Either they're not sophisticated enough to understand from a geopolitical basis about how they're being used to destroy American values, or they do know what's going on and they don't care because the money is so good from China. I'm not sure which is worse, but I find it difficult to believe that top NBA officials don't know exactly what's going on here. And owners as well. Mark Cuban always hops in my mentions and spends an inordinate amount of time ripping me and our audience. And yet he won't say a word about China and what they're doing to the world. And in the grand scheme of things, who wins the NBA championship doesn't matter, right? Who cares? It's fun to watch, it's a good challenge but it doesn't really matter other than for the 12 or 15 people who are actually on the team that actually stand to make money. The rest of it's just a lot like the Meghan Markle and Prince Harry interview. It's just a sideshow entertainment, but China versus the United States is not sideshow entertainment. It's a battle for how the world is going to look over the next hundred years and if we lose this battle then the world is going to be remade looking like China there will be more genocide there will be less freedom of speech there'll be less freedom of religion instead of the world being made in America's image which would be incredible because America is the greatest force for freedom that has ever existed in the history of the world. America is going to be made in the image of China. And the NBA is helping China right now, not the United States. And so it's hard for me to be a fan of the NBA, a league that I grew up a fan of, because it would be one thing if they were like, hey, we just don't do politics. We want our games on in as many countries as we possibly can, and all we do is put on a really entertaining basketball game. And that's what we do. I would say that's fine. That's the Michael Jordan-era NBA. We want as big of an audience as possible for our games. We We don't do politics. We don't get involved in anything other than, hey, can we put on an incredibly entertaining product? And you know what? That's kind of the model of the WWE right now. No wrestling. They go over and they put on wrestling exhibitions in Saudi Arabia. And Saudi Arabia certainly has all sorts of crazy restrictions in their country compared to what we have here. Women's just got the right in Saudi Arabia to drive cars. But the WWE's perspective is, hey, they like our product. We want to be able to show them our product. I get that. We're in the business of wrestling. As many people who want to watch us wrestle as possible, that's what we want to do. But the WWE is not lecturing us every single day about American politics. They're just a business. If the NBA was just a business, I'd say go for it. I understand the argument that exposing Chinese people to American cultural institutions makes them more like America. I think, unfortunately... The result may be that China is making us more like them than we're making China like us. And that is what I'm talking about when I talk about the cultural battle over the future of ideas and how the world is going to be for the next hundred years. For your kids and my kids and their grandkids, this is a major battle we're in the middle of that I don't think most people have even noticed. And it frustrates me how few people have actually noticed it when we come back we will dive into a little bit about Giannis winning the MVP and I'll talk a little bit about the game itself this is Outkick the coverage with Clay Travis
0: Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto do-it-yourself and you can find what you need in store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com 2pros. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game.
1: Lots of fun in today's show. Only one guest, Senator Marsha Blackburn of Tennessee in the second hour of the show talking about the NBA's relationship with China and why it matters. We've talked a lot about the All-Star Game, the evolution of basketball. Just a lot of discussion in general. Giannis obviously becomes the MVP. Team LeBron wins. Giannis has an unbelievable game. I mean, just an incredible performance from the field. Uh, And... One of the funniest things that's out there, uh, Giannis, by the way, 16 of 16 from the floor, three of three from three, 35 points in only 19 minutes of action. And the other big takeaway, I would say, is that Damian Lillard went off eight for 16 for three. Same thing, Steph Curry, eight for 16 from three. Both of those guys draining shots from all over the court. And, Dub, you pulled up the shot tracker and said – only one shot basically was even made throughout the entire game that was a mid-range jumper it was all outside i mean maybe even taken it was all either dunks and layups or three-point shots
2: yeah that was the only one that was made there was two others that were attempted but this is basically like mike d'antoni's dream here the shot chart it's literally all three-pointers and all dunks Incredible. and the
1: three it, they keep saying that the three-pointer can't take over basketball more, and then every year it keeps happening, right? And so, these shots that Damian Lillard and Steph Curry are taking and making are fundamentally changing basketball because they're taking and making them basically as soon as they cross half-court because they can get a clean look and nobody is trying to run at them by and large and they're not getting uh, face-guarded or anything like that. But, Everybody copies whatever is ascendant in the NBA. And I see it in Little League, right? Like kids want to be Steph Curry and they are gunning from distance even though most of them can't make those shots. But as they see these guys making those shots, they go into the gym and they start extending the range from which they will attempt shots. And it is going to, and already has, fundamentally change basketball forever because you go back and watch the three-point shot basically has conquered all of basketball and we kind of been joking about it a little bit but Shaq saying that he'd be honest if he were playing today I mean I don't know where this ends you know we used to have the rock and jock for those of you who are old enough to remember it on MTV and then they would drop down the goal and they would have like extra point shots you could make 10 points, I think 20 shot twenty points if you made a shot from a particular place on the basketball court. A part of me wonders whether they're going to have to add a four and a five-point line for NBA games because I feel like guys are going to be gunning from even further away. Now, I don't know what the long-range impact of that would be, but we've seen basically the two-point shot with the exception of the layup and the dunk eliminated is it crazy, Dub, to think that at some point we may get the four and the five point line?
2: I don't think it's crazy, but just watching, you know, basketball nowadays, I kinda think of the like the old school high school coaches across the country who, you know, they've probably been coaching for thirty plus years and yeah. now they get all these kids coming up in the high school ranks who are like in from outside. pulling up from thirty five. There's probably these coaches are probably just pulling their hair out every night. You
1: know, it's funny, we got the NCAA tournament, the, the conference basketball tournament start this week, and then the NCAA tournament is scheduled to begin, it's going to surprise people next Friday. So, whatever that is, you know, 12, 11, 10 days, whatever it is, till we really get going. Uh, but, you see it in college basketball a lot, right? It used to be, late in the game, everybody would try to go to the basket, that was the play, right? We're going to get something running to the basket, try to get a, a runner, a layup, whatever it is. Watch how often in tight games now, the final shot for the win will be a step-back three or just a long-range gun, two guys in ISO, and everybody is trying to just drain a long-range shot. This it, it, is Fundamental alteration of everything about basketball. Everybody wants that dagger shot, and they want the pose. Big lesson from today's show. If you haven't downloaded the podcast, I'd encourage you to do it. The three-pointer has conquered basketball. It used to be that the dunk was the play that defined basketball. Now they can't even get guys to compete in the dunk contest. And instead, the three-point contest gets all the best players. Steph Curry won that one. All the best players who are great outside shooters want to compete in the three-point contest. All the best players who are dunkers, none of them even remotely wants to be in the dunk contest. Such that, I, you agree with me, Dub, now? The three-point contest is way more entertaining to watch than the dunk contest is.
2: Yeah, I mean, you at least know who the players are. Two of the guys in the dunk contest, I literally have never seen play basketball in my life.
1: And I think that's the downside. I mean, when we started the, the, the dunk contest, obviously Jordan against Dominique Wilkins is the most iconic of the dunk contest. But I think Kobe did the dunk contest, didn't he? Even Blake Griffin, not a monster name, but he did it. And now we're basically to the point where most of the guys competing in the dunk contest you've never even heard of. Encourage all of you to go download the show, the conquering of the three-point line and also the NBA's hypocrisy on China. Senator Marsha Blackburn is our guest. This has been OutKick on Fox Sports Radio. Oh, oh, oh,
2: O'Reilly. Do you need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts.